Hello, everybody. I am Skylar, also known as the Skywalker, and welcome to A Court of Books and Booze. Today, I am joined by my two lovely co-hosts, Jessica Golden and Amanda. (laughs) And also joining us today is another best friend who swore up and down he was never going to read a book with us. And here he is. That is the Nico Fourbanger. Yeah. Uh, I'm not actually convinced I know how to read. I've just memorized a lot of words. (laughs) (laughs) Hmm. This is why it's his first episode with us. (laughs) Oh, gosh. Here we go. It's going to be fun. I'm looking I've been looking forward to this since Amanda said that he was reading it and going to join us and uh yeah, I think uh Nick's going to bring a perspective to this thing that we have yet to have on this podcast. Absolutely. And not to like jump right in the episode, but um today we have Mercer Mare's series Little Critter. <laughs> I don't understand the fascination. <laughs> like you keep bringing up Little Critter, and I don't understand. There's so many Little Critter books, though. It's because they don't use words longer than four letters. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Critter is. <laughs> the yeah, that's gonna be a whole little se- and That's gonna be a whole seven letters, my guy. <laughs> we got Nick who can't read, and Sky who can't count, or tell my left or my right. Well. That's not just a you thing, no. so it's okay. Yeah. It is not just a me thing, and it's a sad world we live in. <laughs> sad world for all those Goldens who don't know their left from their right. <laughs> we have to marry into people who know left from right, and hope that good gene passes down. Jeez. <laughs> so, Nick, this is your first podcast episode ever correct yeah (laughs) (laughs) sorry cool cool (laughs) awesome yeah how you feeling (laughs) long time listener first time um speaker ever never spoken before today um Segway. <laughs> That's my what? husband, guys. <laughs> He's really got away with words. It's what really drew me in. <laughs> and I was just asked to be on someone else's podcast, and I was like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> we really had to amp up to come over today, so it's fine. You'll be great. You'll do great. <laughs> What's everybody drinking tonight? I think Skylar's the only one that really mixed it up tonight, huh? I did. I'm drinking the Dude's Rug. What? That's what it's called. Wow. That's what it's what called. What a name. The Dude's Rug. It's a hard cider with tea and chai spices by Bee Nectar. It's it's super good, though. It smells really good. I'm yeah, not... I would say the Dude Abides. <laughs> I'm guessing two out of the four people here know what that means. Only one? He's not even looking at me, so... (laughs) 
I know you've not you haven't seen the Big Lebowski. It's, I've oh, seen I've the Big seen Lebowski it. like maybe one time, fifteen years ago. I'm I'm not a movie person. I haven't seen it. It's been a long time. Hmm. It's not on my must watch list. If I'm being totally honest with you. Sorry, all on your own, my guy. That's fine. The oldest person in the room. What's what's your silly goose juice? Uh, so actually. <laughs> Uh, I'm drinking Red's Wicked Black Cherry, um, and also, this is a perfect time to uh, spotlight my new podcast where I talk about Red's Wicked, um, <laughs> and each week we'll go over the different flavors, and oh, there's only going to be three episodes. Because that's all you can find at local stores? There's only three flavors to my knowledge. No. I thought there were more than that. Yeah, so did I. Weird. Uh, I've seen like a lemonade one, I think, but I don't remember if that was Wicked or if that was just regular Reds. <laughs> Wicked's the only one that matters. Interesting. So what? Wasn't it Craig that got you into Wicked's? Yeah. Shout blame, out to Craig. Yeah, I blame my alcoholism on <laughs> Craig the Destroyer. <laughs> You know Craig, what? the destroyer of sobriety. That's so healthy, you know, blaming our problems on other people. I love that. <laughs> what a great segue into uh, today's book. <laughs> oh my gosh, oh my gosh, you're totally right. <laughs> Segway, eat fresh. Well, That's I'm... going in our intro. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what have you got, Amanda? The classic twisted tea. Not the peach one, because the peach one is awful, if we're talking about flavors. Not a fan of peach. Peach in general, or just the peach twisted tea? No, I love peach. I love peach, but I don't like the peach twisted tea. Hmm. Yeah, no, peach twisted tea sucked. Didn't care for lime. Um, We did raspberry. That was meh. What was the one we got in Vegas? Blackberry. 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 Mm. And I cannot find it around here, like anywhere. Just an excuse to go back to Vegas. Nothing wrong with that. I loved Vegas, and Nick did not like Vegas. You just go to Vegas no, to get it, and they'll fly home. Too many, uh, home. no, there were too many, like, people who were passed out on the, uh, bridges over busy streets. <gasps> that did happen. You could have just stopped with people. There we, were just too many people. I thought that's where he was going to stop, <laughs> but there actually was a point where we were walking the strip, and there was this little, like, bridge we crossed to mm-hmm. hop a street, Yeah. and there was a guy that was laying on the bridge, and I... By the way he was laying, it wasn't just like he was sleeping. I straight up thought he was dead. And I was like, um, Nick, just like go tap him with your foot or something like that. And Nick's oh like, gosh. do you see all these people and all these cops? No, I'm not doing that. But I was really, I was really, I was really worried. I thought he was, yeah, because he wasn't just like, he was sprawled out. Hmm. She's asking me to comfy. like check on him and make sure he's still alive. <laughs> and I'm, I'm, there, there are people down there who are qualified to do that and it's not me and you're not qualified to kick someone i'll I'll kick him with my steel toes i guess i'm pretty sure i was wearing my steel toes but i was worried why would you walk around vegas in your steel toes they were they're really comfortable we did a lot of walking all right yeah so that was what happened in vegas (laughs) we did not we did not get married in vegas we should have gotten married in Vegas. And uh, I, just so everyone knows, I didn't kick any um, any uh, people with my steel toes, <laughs> on drugs or not. No one was kicked. 
You want like were on you? drugs? <laughs> no, 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 them. Maybe you should clarify. Too. Like, hmm, I was not on drugs, nor was I not on drugs. No, I wasn't on drugs up and up until that guy got into that elevator with us. And you, dude, you remember? He Contact got, high. Yeah, he got into the elevator, and once the doors closed, he just takes a huge rip off of his pen and just fills the whole elevator. Oh, jeez. Well, I think all that stuff. I think marijuana is legal in the. Nevada, right? It is. Okay. I I can't keep track of what states are. We're not, so I just don't (laughs) know. Everyone else around us is, I just assume. Also, like, hey, man, maybe I need to, like, pass a drug test, and I don't know if that stuff, you know, transfers through a pen or not. (laughs) But I was just like, hey, thanks for waiting for the fucking doors to shut. Your your drugs are now in my pores. (laughs) Yeah, thanks, man. (laughs) Oh, boy. Anyway... That was our trip to Vegas. It lasted a total of three days, and uh, it was great. I was trying so hard to find some Pokemon cards. Do you know what those are? No, none of them. So uh, escorts are oh legal. Gosh. Yeah, they're legal there, and they will hand out their, uh, you know, quote unquote business cards. I aptly named them Pokemon cards. And so I was trying so hard to find some, and uh, I couldn't. And finally, there was one night where we were we were walking. So they were on the ground everywhere. Yeah, there were there was one on the ground. And I was like, yes, finally. And I like reached down for it, and it says "Call Juan for a good time." <laughs> I was like, yeah, this is not the right Juan. This is not the right Juan. Went to Vegas with your fiance, and you're looking for escort cards. I just thought it'd be cool to get a Pokemon card. <laughs> Nice souvenir. <laughs> now all I got was uh, two chicks who were painted in red and blue with their bubbles like covered with. Uh... <laughs> so Nick and I got married November of 2022. We got divorced in <laughs> <laughs> right after this episode. <laughs> and Amanda didn't have to paint her bubbles anymore. <laughs> Hey, it wasn't her bubbles, okay? It was two two ladies who were over by that giant, um, you know, the one where they do the uh, the music to the the water fountain. They do the water the music f- water fountain thing, and uh, two ladies were painted in red and blue, just whole bodies, and they had like a band aid over their uh, their genitals, and uh, you know, a couple of couple of stickers on their bubbles. And then people had their, like, five-year-olds standing next to them just taking pictures. And I was like, that's great parenting. I don't understand why people take their children to To Vegas. Vegas? Yeah, I know. It happens all the time. I book so many families to Vegas, and I'm like, why are you taking your kids? Take them to Disney. My parents took me to see Barney, I'm pretty sure. And that was (laughs) risque. If you're not watching the video, Justin and I are literally crying right now because Nick is talking nonsense about other women's bubbles. Speaking of bubbles, segue. <laughs> this isn't even unusual. <laughs> Sorry, 40 minutes of the episode, you guys... Uh... What are we reading today, Skylar? What do we do on this podcast, Skylar? 
We talk about bubbles. <laughs> we read books and drink things. Because that's what we're really good at. Jess, what are you drinking? I have got Oliver's Blueberry Moscato. Moscato. It's the best. A good, just a good go-to. Mm-hmm. My cheeks hurt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep, already. Already. Haven't even touched the book yet. Oh, okay. is, there, is there a lot to laugh about? I was just going to say, I guess we probably won't be laughing at this book. Yeah. So uh, this week we read The Perfect Marriage by... Geneva Rose. And it's been a ride. Yeah. Jessica, why don't you tell us about that ride? Yeah, this book was released in 2020, so it's really not that old at this point. I think it was mid-2020. So, um, pretty new. 342 pages. It's a thriller fiction, murder mystery style book. Um, We do have a couple trigger warnings for this book as far as death, murder, infidelity. Um, You could also go with substance abuse if you want to put that in there too. So basic rundown is... Sarah Morgan is a successful and powerful defense attorney in Washington, D.C. At 33 years old, she is named partner at her firm, and life is going exactly as she planned. The same cannot be said for her husband, Adam. He is a struggling writer who has had little success in his career. He begins to tire of his and Sarah's relationship as she is constantly working, and he is lonely. Out in the secluded woods at the couple's lake house, Adam engages in a passionate affair with Kelly Summers, but one morning everything changes. Kelly is found brutally stabbed to death, and now Sarah must take on her hardest case yet, defending her own husband, a man accused of murdering his mistress. Dun-dun-dun! Good synopsis. Yeah. Can I just say that um, I, I didn't read um, the synopsis going into this book. I didn't think about reading <laughs> what the book was about before I opened it. I just opened it and I started. So it was interesting that once I started working on this, I realized that the synopsis, it tells that what this book is about, you know, like most of them, and um, talks about how Obviously, there is an affair and somebody's killed or whatever, but I didn't know that going into it. So I started reading this book and I'm like, dang, what's going on here? <laughs> like, oh, this is crazy. Didn't expect this. And I'm laughing at myself <laughs> later going, well, you wouldn't have known that was coming up. <laughs> I didn't expect having not read the synopsis for this book to be a murder mystery, essentially. So I'll yeah. say, I kind of uh, had to laugh at myself as far as that went. Yeah, you can say that. Um because that's how I was, too. No, oh, same. I didn't read the synopsis, either. Oh, okay. Well. I always just jump in. Amanda read the prologue. Prologue? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Prologue to me, and I was like, damn. Yeah, this, that. This is hot. That, that prologue was a little spicy. I was like, <laughs> put down my uh, sideways stories from Wayside School book, and I was like, I guess I'll pick this one up. This was my pick, so I knew what it was about, so. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So I already knew going in that it was the suspense thriller Mm -hmm. and all that, so. 
So yeah, what did what did you think going into it? Yeah, like the 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 first part of the book, the initial bit. Like, what were you thinking? Yeah, so Kelly's found dead in the in the house. Well, I guess even before that. Yeah, even before that. We're going through finding out he has a secret mistress. Um, wife is a pretty hotshot defense lawyer. She's never home, but there still seems to be some love between them, but yet he's feeling unsatisfied, and so he goes to this lake house that they have purchased, and we are introduced to Kelly, who is a mistress. Yeah, it was... It was- a little bit interesting because even like right at the very beginning this whole book is written in is it just both of their perspectives correct it's just sarah it goes back and forth between sarah and adam Mm -hmm. and so even the uh just like the first chapter or two before we even got to the lake house before we got to kelly um it, you could see, like, the, it seemed like the, the wishy-washy feelings that right. both of them had about their marriage. Like, the, just the way that they talked, but it seemed like, you know, oh, I've got this importance here, but oh, I love them so much, and oh, I'm not really feeling <clears throat> it, but, you know, oh, what about these good times? It just, it was the back and forth of, of their relationship that I was like, huh, this is a lot of. It was a lot of whiplash. I yeah. Like, I was like, I don't know. I didn't really know how to feel about it yet at that point. Mm-hmm. So not reading the synopsis and going into this book, when they introduced Sarah, I was like, oh, I don't have to worry about her. She's going to be dead in two chapters. And when it turned out that Sarah wasn't, you know, the obvious uh, murder victim, then it kind of flipped this whole book around for mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I... When we were introduced to Kelly, because she was just kind of described as, you know, she's just this waitress, and then turns out, like, she has this, um, (coughs) um, turns out she has this, she has a husband as well, and then all of a sudden, you know, they're, like, drinking and having the super descriptive love scene which yeah yeah okay great good for you good for you glad you're having fun okay maybe you should be doing that with your wife but whatever it's fine and then he gets up and leaves the next morning is like oh i've decided that i'm i'm gonna leave sarah for this woman i'm gonna write her a note and tell her like it hasn't always been her but it will forever be her from now on and i'm decided i'm gonna leave my wife and it's still, again, this wishy-washy thing because he's like, I'm going to make this decision. I'm going to leave my wife for this woman because I love her, but yet I still love my wife. Mm-hmm. And I remember what we used to be, and I remember when I met her, she's just not that person anymore. And I was like, well, no, no shit. People grow up. Yeah. From when you met her in college, yeah, she's probably a completely different person. Mm-hmm. He really frustrated me throughout this book. Oh, and it just yes. gets worse. It just gets worse. It gets infinitely worse from there. Absolutely. So, at that point, I was just, I was just mad. I was just mad, (laughs) like, all around. Like, come on, man. Come on. And then we find out that, well, there's cops on my doorstep now, and now they're arresting me for something that, which I thought it was funny that they didn't tell him for a while, because it's pretty accurate. Well, but in that time, too, he gets home 
doesn't he get home and that's when she tells him that let's have a baby let's have a baby and he's like oh you're my one and only you've always been my one and only this is I exactly gotta end it with I Kelly want. yeah I've like, gotta end it with her yeah this is what I want you're what I want like oh okay like oh, wow okay flip a switch in the last couple hours huh bitch was about 30 seconds from being dropped and then she's like hey let's have a baby and he's like hell yeah yeah <laughs> Exactly. This is why I married you. (laughs) Which was what, it was what he had wanted forever, but like, he. But I'm going to tell you right now, and I will say it a million times over, having a baby does not save a marriage. No, exactly. Well, and she had always said that she didn't want kids. Right. Over and over again, reiterated that she never wanted kids. And he, I think he. You know, we got the mental note of he thought he could change her mind. Mm -hmm. Right. Well, she's been clear with you from the beginning. Yeah. (laughs) She's told you exactly how she felt about it from the get-go. There was no surprises there when she's like, hey, no, I don't want to do the kid thing. No. Sky? I didn't really care for the first couple chapters in this book because of him as a character mm-hmm. uh, to me it was just it, it was it's like this wishy-washy bs and i just as as soon as i i realized this was a it was a whodunit book <laughs> mm-hmm. my mind is going a thousand miles a minute trying to figure out who it is even in these early chapters yeah so nick and i read this book together like it was primarily like me reading <clears throat> me reading aloud oh. and at one point, like, after we find out that, like, they found her body, he's being arrested for it and being charged with her murder and all these things. He, at one point, looks at me and he goes, I don't even care about what happens with their relationship. I want to know who killed her. You're right. I mean, that's, like, the whole point of this <laughs> yeah, book, Yeah, he's, right? like, he's like, why are we reading these chapters about his feelings for her and does she have feelings <laughs> for him and all this? He's like, no, I don't care about that. I want to know the evidence. Who killed Kelly? It was at that same point that I said, hey, you know what? This episode should probably be, you know, brought up with a trigger warning because uh, I was triggered. And I was like, I honestly, fuck this guy. I don't, I don't (laughs) care Mm -hmm. if he goes and rots in jail. That's fine with me. I was like, I just want to know who did it. Yeah. And I mean, it was, chapters were uh, very easy to read, short. So that was something that like kept me going. I can keep reading this. And uh, yeah, I mean, if, if chapters were longer and things were more drawn out, I might not have finished the book, but. So it was an easier read for somebody that doesn't regularly read. Yeah, it was an easy, it was super easy read. I think in the notes I took on my phone, it was like chapter 18 or something. I was just hyphen. Easiest chapter ever. It was like like three paragraphs. Guys, he took notes for this. For about half the book. That's awesome. Isn't that cute? That's awesome. Well, I thought it was funny once I realized that it was like a a whodunit thing that I think it was the last, like the end of last episode that we were talking about stuff and, and Skylar was trying to figure out something and I'm like, oh, you're going to be real good with a a whodunit book. You're going to be 
trying to guess the shit out of that. And we were we picked one. So in lessons in chemistry, we were talking about um, main dude's mom. I can't even remember his name now. Calvin. Calvin's, Calvin's mom. mom being the head of the Patrick Corporation. Oh, that's what it was. And I was like, oh yeah, I knew that like a quarter of the way into the book. Yeah. So then for this one just to be a, a whodunit, I was like, oh, that's ironic and funny. Yeah. So, so I mean, so, l- let's stop here. We get it. We get a quarter <laughs> yes. of the way into the book. What were your theories? What did you think? Who who did? Were you leaning toward anybody? We've met all the main characters at this point. Amanda, who did you think did it a quarter of the way through the book? I don't. I don't know if I had any like solid like. Oh yeah, it's this person towards the quarter of the way. I definitely felt that way like more towards half. Like, I had very strong feelings at half. Probably around the quarter mark, I really thought that it was Scott, Kelly's husband. Mm-hmm. I really did. Just because he, there were the text messages he had sent her the night of her murder threatening her. He had obviously known, like, something was going on. She was seeing somebody. So I I was leaning more towards Scott at this point because that's where the evidence was leading towards. Because at this point, even, like, DNA-wise, like, obviously, Adam, because they had that rough sex. Yeah. And Scott, her husband. And with the text messages and things like that, I really didn't... I didn't think it was Adam from the beginning. Like, I don't know how that they she would have pulled that off. Like, yeah. the writer. Mm-hmm. I don't know how that would have happened. But I did think... I think I thought it was Scott at this point in time. What do you think? Either, either one of you. Nick? So, um, we are introduced to Sheriff Stevens in charge of the case. And in all of the notes on my phone, he was uh, aptly named Sheriff Sussy. <laughs> because <laughs> this man was unprofessional. He brought Sarah... Adam's wife and now lawyer to the crime scene, which is not okay. She's yeah. not, she's not CSI. She's not part of the police department. She's not, you know, she shouldn't, she doesn't, she doesn't belong there. So, uh, Sheriff Sussy Baca was, <laughs> he was top of my list. That. You you always talked about him. You're like, mm, and I ne- Sheriff I Sussy? Mm, never called that's him, convenient. Never called him Stevens. I was like, Sheriff Sussy. Well, and he was very flirtatious with her, too. And it was gross. Yeah. It was uncomfortable, but he she like, kind of liked it. Yeah, yeah. It was disgusting. He was like, yeah, he put his hand on my shoulder, and he was like, Sarah. And I was like, hell no. No. This man killed a bitch. He totally offed her. This man stabbed her 37 times for sure. And my notes like devolved. And then like, I don't know, I went up and down where I was like, that's not him. And then I was like, oh, no, it's definitely him. Mm. (laughs) Jessica? Oh, I 100% at that point in time knew that I I knew it was Sheriff Stevens. I I was like, "Mm, he's the third set of DNA. Absolutely. 100%. That's that's where I was at at that point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't I didn't know about third set of DNA. 
I had a theory. We had talked about this, Nick and I did, moving forward. But I'll wait till like halfway through the book. Yeah. So, Mm -hmm. because that's about when we were talking more about like the third set because they couldn't figure out who it was. Yeah. So. But I, I was also at that point where I was like, I absolutely know that it's not Adam. Right. Absolutely. 100% know it's yeah. not Adam. Especially because I don't know if you noticed in the chapter that he was leaving the bed to go back home that he he thought he had something like on his hands and he like wiped his hands on his jeans. And I'm like. I was going to bring I was going to bring that up. Yeah. Didn't he. uh and you can cut this out because I don't remember if this is exactly what I remember reading, but didn't he reach down to check how wet she was? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. And then, like, yep. wiped it on his jeans and... Yep. And I'm like, mm, but that wasn't what you think it was. Yeah. So... And how he didn't, if... Yeah, I... I... Listen, uh, I've I've listened to enough Murd Nerds and uh, Counterclock at this point to know that they didn't talk about those genes anywhere else throughout I know, this book, right? and that's like a huge piece of evidence, right? right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna jump on a train real real quick here, where um, I don't feel a hundred percent that the book was uh, written. Well, yeah, um, yeah. For that that point specifically, um, another point that I got right here. <laughs> Let me just pull it up. Uh, so there was one point where Adam he gets his ass kicked, right? And he quote says, "I can't see out of my left eye," and I bring my fingers to it, feeling the swollen bumpiness of my eyelid. And then we skip. Um, is that is that when he's in the hospital after Summers beats him up in the interrogation room? Yeah. Okay. I believe so. On In the picture, it says about 24%. At 33%, I believe he's now back at his home. And he's kind of like, he's now on house arrest. Oh, I'd like house And yeah. he's talking about um, the aftermath of my beating from Scott. My right eye is closed completely. (laughs) And I I was sitting there going, what? (laughs) See, I didn't pick up on that. Dang. Continuity error. Wow. I'll I'll jump forward a little bit without giving any context. uh, But we uh, start talking about Officer Summers. Officer Summers. And then suddenly he's... Sheriff uh, Summers. No, he was Deputy Summers. I thought there was some... I I reread it right before we came over here. Because, yeah, I was like... Because I had stopped when I read that, and I was like, wait, that doesn't that doesn't sit well. And yeah. you're like, yeah, I don't think that they referred to him like it, that. It was right before you got home. I like I reread that chapter, and I was just like, yeah, Officer Summers, Officer Summers. D- yeah, Deputy Summers. And I was like, I, I don't know how like that works if you titles can get flopped around. But, mm. but you'd think you'd keep it the same throughout. Yeah. There's a little bit of a continuity. Yeah. Um, I agree with you. I agree with you. It wasn't yeah. so my you favorite. Think maybe writing, they so. do it on purpose to try to draw your attention away from him at that point, though. No. Because, you know, they're like, officer, officer, and then deputy is more of like a, um, uh, not a triggering word, I would say. Eh, I don't think so. No? 
Just curious. I think it was just lack of catching. I I, I don't want to call it poor writing because I'm not a writer and anything I would write is poor. I was going to say, and obviously, like, the story itself was good. I mean, we all whipped through it pretty quick. I Mm -hmm. mean, and you wanted to keep going to figure out more and more about the case and what was being told. So I don't think the story itself was bad. But I understand what you're saying. I, I feel like there were errors. just little errors here and there. Yeah, yeah, I feel like someone should have caught that because of a dumb idiot like me can catch it. Like <laughs> this is why we have editors. <laughs> yeah. What were you talking about before we went on that tangent? It, so it what, was about the pants and the. Well, and even before that, what way were you leaning at about a quarter in, Sky? So we get introduced to um, Sarah's assistant. Assistant, yeah. And and there's one point in the book where they're like. Well, she spent a week at the lake house during the the previous winter or summer. Yeah, for or like vacation or something. And my mind went, bam, there it is. Mm-hmm. It was her. I, so. I, was, I was hard on Anne. She was the other one in my list that I was like, if it wasn't Sheriff Sussy, it was Anne. Well, she got more no. and more suspicious yeah. the more she was described because every time she was brought back into the picture and she looked more and more like Sarah, and that was mentioned over and over, like yep. every time I see her. She looks more and more like me with her hair in a tight bun and her pencil skirt and everything. And I was like, hmm. Well, hmm. and interesting m- details. Maybe I interpreted it wrong or differently or whatever. But w- at the, the very beginning of the book, when they went out um, after work for drinks that night, the night that Kelly died, um, I think it was that next morning that, like, the first interaction between the two of them, Anne was like, I'm so sorry, Sarah. And she's like, oh, that's okay. People make, you know, act weird, make dumb decisions yeah. when they're drunk. I was like, was she coming on to her? That, or Yeah, we thought like, that too. Yeah. Like, what happened there? Like, I try to figure that out. I feel like we just miss a lot of minute details throughout the be- the remainder of this book about... 25% on because you know we get we get that scene between Sarah and Anne and then there's there's like no resolution to it other than just the end of that chapter where she's like no it's all good whatever you, we don't get any detail about you know what happened it, it would just be nice to know right I think that happens later too because I felt the same way with another situation that happens between Anne and Sarah later in the book because there was a huge dispute and then all of a sudden it's like oh she's back in my good graces now Right. See, I wonder if like the little the little bits like that that were put into the book um, that were just like little hints of things to make you think were oh. part of that trying to get the reader into a direction of who done it. Oh, for sure. Not, but not to ever be just things to make you continuously question the entire time you're reading. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Not anything to really ever like delve back into, but just to either you know throw you off or point you in the right direction or get, you know, get you wherever you're going. Mm-hmm. Good point. Good point. Yeah. So I'm enjoying it at this point. We're like a quarter or halfway mm-hmm. through. I'm really enjoying it more than I thought I was going to because like this is not my uh, standard style of book that I read. I don't usually read like murder mysteries it's just i'm not a i'm just not a huge fan of that but it was very like suspenseful i i could not put it down at certain points i was like i gotta know you know i can't stand adam's personality at this point and like i get 
I get the idea of like Sarah working way too much and being not like present within a relationship and uh, like other components. <laughs> you better watch out. And- <laughs> you better watch out. And and all of that. So like it, it, I was I was hooked at this point. Surprisingly to myself. You know, my jaw did drop when it came out that Kelly was pregnant. Yes. And that it was Adam's baby. I was just like, oh, shit. Okay. And then when she was, she, Sarah had very good moments where she would just like let her filter drop. And she just had some really insane like lines where it was like, okay. Can't say anything else after that. Good comeback. So, yeah. So, when she was talking to Adam and she's like, so, you decided that you wanted to be with me after I said we could have a baby. Well, did you know that Kelly was pregnant and they did a test and it turns out to be yours? And then he, what is he going to say to that? <laughs> I was like, man, dude, that's rough. That is rough. The one thing you wanted in the world and you were getting ready to leave Kelly because Sarah said she wanted a baby and she was already a month pregnant. Yep. Which then obviously led to him being charged with two counts. Double murder. Double homicide. Yeah. So it's, it's, at this point, dude, it's not looking good for Adam. Like, no matter how you look at it. And Sarah is his only saving grace. And she's working really hard. I know. For the situation. I honestly don't know. Uh, yeah don't know how she did that like how she and it was such a quick decision mm-hmm. that she was just talking to the sheriff and he's telling her what happened she's like okay take me to him i'm his lawyer let's yeah. go like what you know you don't want to talk to someone about this first take a minute to process all the information you're just gonna, okay all right seems like who she is as a person though so hey after you're done talking to him you want me to like show you the crime scene because it's like <laughs> totally chill <laughs> Yeah, yeah. you just duck under the tape and it'll be fine. I'll just like rub your back a little bit and make sure you're okay. <laughs> there was so much unprofessionalism within that workforce. Like, holy shit. Like, all all of the cops. All mm-hmm. of them. Mm-hmm. You've got... I, the you've, old, I'm sorry. No, you're good. No, what were you saying? I was just going to say, like, they're letting Officer Summers in, who literally was Kelly's husband. They're just letting him in wherever... Well, literally and, wherever. Yeah, literally wherever. He's just going wherever. Like, one, that's bad. And then he, you know, beats up Adam, which, like, two, that's bad, you know? And then you've I feel got... Like that's a fireable offense. Oh, yeah. But there's, like, oh, well, no, he's he was, just suspended. Yeah, he was put on suspension, but then, like, uh, he, you know, he's around, though. Yeah, for, what, three days? Is that all they suspended right. him for? Yeah. yeah. And say the only professional thing that uh, I observed... Stephen Sheriff Stevens doing was he has Sarah in the lake house um, showing her the crime scene and she just kind of like bit bop boops the uh, you know the desk <laughs> and that secret hatch opens yeah. with the uh, the photo the manila envelope or whatever and the pew pew and as she's like what and the pew pew oh that's right yeah and she's like about to open it up and he was like bitch put on some plastic gloves and i was like okay. that's a ver- that's a quote yeah quote verbatim quote. Right <laughs> he hands her some plastic gloves and i was like fucking finally dude 
Because you're like hard on her because, I, like, do your job first yeah. and foremost. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's a picture found in a secret compartment of Adam's desk at the lake house. It's a picture of Adam and Kelly, basically naked, frolicking on the front oh, lawn. Yes, she she was right. She's topless. Oh, yeah. Okay. And they were kissing, and on the back of the photo it says, end it or I will. Which is good for Adam's case, because it gives reasonable doubt that he is probably not the one that did this. Someone saw him and was threatening him. So, we also have that piece on top of a third set of DNA that we do not know who it belongs to that was found in Kelly's body. Mm -hmm. So that puts us about halfway through the book, right? Well, and then also on top of... Kelly's last text messages from the night before she died were from her husband, Scott, mm. being all aggressive. Right. And threatening. Right. So we got Adam and Scott are obviously suspects at this point. And then we have this whole, who's the DNA? Who sent this picture? Mm-hmm. And that's kind of where we're going off of. Not a lot. No. But it does give a little glimpse of hope into Adam's case. Yeah. Yeah. So halfway through the book, let's do it again. Do your opinions change? Who do you think did it? Amanda? Um, I think it was... I don't remember what chapter we were on. But I looked at him and I said, I think Sarah did it. And you asked me why. And I was like, because no one's looking at her. She's the wife of a man that cheated. And no one's looking at her. So I, I suspected Sarah at this point. He's like, that doesn't make any sense. And I was like, I know it doesn't make sense. And I don't know how it all fits together, but I think it was Sarah. And But I was very suspicious of Anne as well. I, I was I was the uh, Leonardo DiCaprio meme of him pointing at the TV. I was pointing <laughs> at every single one of those. Every paragraph, every chapter at least, I was... Going like, I was like, you know what, Sheriff Stevens, you're going to go down for this. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, Anne, I don't, I don't like you. And then I was like, Adam, you're playing real dumb here, but I know you did it. <laughs> Adam, the, Adam, as we'll find out like throughout this book, Adam is just straight up so stupid just keeps getting worse. He's so stupid. Gosh. I I disliked him from the beginning. He's probably one of my least favorite mm-hmm. characters like ever. Yeah. yeah. Uh no sympathy uh coming from me for a man who <clears throat> was uh in his position. But um yeah. Uh he just got worse as a character. Totally. I felt like every decision you made, I was just like, like, why would you I, I was like, do hey, that? Yeah. Can, can you do something dumber? And he'd be like, yeah, hold my beer. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. Hold my scotch. Yeah. Jess, who did you think at this point? So I think it was about this point, right around halfway through the book that we found out that Kelly was not actually Kelly. Oh, right. Cause we were introduced to Rebecca. The reporter yes. who found all this out for Adam. So we found out that Kelly's actual name was Jenna Way, and she used to live in Wisconsin? Yes. Yeah. Wisconsin. Um, 
was previously married and her previous husband was murdered, stabbed. Dun, dun, dun. And she was the suspect. And the whole case ended up getting swept under the rug due to, I don't know, some sort of evidence, something or others. I, I don't know terms and stuff yeah it, it was a weird turn though because it's like oh so she was stabbed yeah. to death but then her husband before was also stabbed to death exactly and so, she just got off because evidence went missing well and um her current husband scott officer scott um was part of that trial or like he was an investigator yeah or something, something like that. had something to do with her previous husband and that murder situation so like my my eyes were like i still in the back of my head i was like it's still uh uh, sheriff stevens but then i also was like "Mm, i wonder if it is her husband scott because of how similar it was to her previous husband or if it was you know, somebody from her previous husband's family. Mm-hmm. Also, because they start touching base on that. Yeah. I think it also comes out more now, too. Adam says, starts talking about how um, Kelly was more vocal about abuse that was happening between her and Scott, that he was physically abusive, verbally abusive, and how that whole incident where two weeks before she was murdered, she came over and had all these bruises on her face. Yeah. And had all these cuts or, and a, like, split lip and all this stuff. And she had stated that Scott had gotten mad at her and beat her up. And she left and she went to the lake house to see Adam. So that was coming out more, too, about how abusive he was. And then Rebecca, who Adam hires as a reporter to help him out and do some investigative work since he's on house arrest and can't leave, comes back with the Jenna Way story. So it's all like, okay, who actually is this woman? So, because she's obviously got skeletons in the closet. Exactly. Sky, what about you? We're halfway through. What are you thinking? Um. So at this point, I I was still pretty, pretty certain that it was Anne. Mm-hmm. Um. But I did start to think that maybe her friend Matthew had something to do with it as well, because he, he just. He came on so strong for some reason. Mm-hmm. And I think I might have just been overthinking this whole book. <laughs> so, yeah. I th- at that point, my my 100% certain that it was Anne diminished to about a 90%. I was like, I think Matthew might have done it. Mm-hmm. Which is her lobbyist lawyer friend. Sarah's lobbyist lawyer friend. So, yeah. that's that was That was where I was at at this point in the book. Anne and Matthew. Mm. So what happened next? The like from like halfway to like seventy five percent. It's kind of a blur for me. So it's a weird section. If I'm remembering the timeline right, there's there's Jesse. Jesse Hook becomes a play in a yes. possible suspect. Um, Adam's mom comes to town. God, I can't stand her. Yeah, and um, I think. Right about at that point is when Adam decides that he's going to make a run for it from jail. No, from house arrest. From house arrest, yes. 
yes that's what i meant yes so sarah brings him wants him to be involved in the case so she brings him a copy of all the evidence that she has because she's trying to be understanding they have like this little weird maybe sexual moment that lasts for like five seconds and then she's like whoa 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 you're on trial for murder i can't do this yet it's like well yeah get that so she brings him this big box of all the evidence and at one point, he hadn't looked through the boxes because he was busy calling all of his people because he's convinced that it's one of Kelly's previous ex-husband's family, family members trying to get back at her. He's convinced it's someone from her past that's trying to get back at her and get even for her husband's death, her ex-husband's death. So he doesn't even look in the box until Rebecca... No, it wasn't even then. What do you mean? It was way later that he... Oh, sorry. That he looks in the box? Yes. Yes. So he looks in the box because Rebecca's like, hey, like, have you even looked at this? Have you gone through it? Opens the box and there's a note that says, here are the files you asked for. Yeah. And he realizes that the handwriting on the note matches the handwriting that is on the back of the photo that was sent to him. Mm-hmm. And whose handwriting was it? It's Anne's. It's Anne's <laughs> handwriting. I was I was like on fire at this moment, guys. I was so excited. <laughs> but so so like the whole what chapter before that, Sarah's doing her own thing. She's finding out that uh, Adam is on this crusade to find Nick Miller. Nick Miller. Nick Miller. Nick Miller. <laughs> but yeah, to find him. He's on this crusade, and she like who? Goes, who is Nick Miller? Who Nick, is Nicholas Miller? <clears throat> Nicholas Robert Miller would be Greg Miller. Wow, his brother the, got the same initials as you, big guy. Oh, jeez, <laughs> wow, dox yes. me. So yes, Nicholas Miller is Greg Miller's brother. Greg <laughs> Miller is Kelly's ex-husband who was murdered. So, AKA Jenna Way. Jenna Way. Jenna. How, does, how that works. Kelly, like, Jenna, whatever. Well, well, no, now I'm wondering why isn't it Jenna Miller? Anyway, I'll get, yeah, I digress. I mean, um, it doesn't really matter. She changed yeah, her whole name. She, so, yeah. So, <clears throat> he's on this crusade to find um, Nick Miller. And meanwhile, there's a box of evidence that Sarah's brought him sitting there. And does he go through it? No, because well, we don't think because we don't think she has his best interest in mind. Yeah, why would he go through a box of evidence? That's stupid. It's not like he's on like <laughs> trial for like I don't know double right. homicide, and he's gonna even though she's like, hey, like chair. I want you to go through this to see if we missed anything, to see if you remember anything. Well, yeah, and it's not like uh, his scorned wife isn't being generous AF by. Um, Whatever. Giving Get, doing the case for him anyway. Yeah. And then she's so, sh- telling you he's stupid. Well, she, and then, you know, Sarah shows up and she finds out that he's been working with this reporter and, you know, doing this crusade to find Nick Miller and whatnot. And she's like, did you even look at the evidence? And he's like, no. Why the hell would I look at the evidence? And she goes, because I, I gave you the damn evidence. And at that point, I was like even more furious with him. I was like, she she laid out a bunch of stuff for you, bud. Go through it. Literally, but putting her reputation on the line 
If she's already in the news because it's her husband that's on trial Mm -hmm. for murdering this local woman, and she is now defending him and putting herself in the spotlight. So, I mean, she's got a lot on the line with this, too. Not only her husband's life in being in prison and possibility of the death penalty, which is up on the table now because he pled not guilty, mm-hmm. but she's also literally a partner in this law firm and is putting her yep. her reputation and her name on the line, too. And she's getting flack from her partner, the other, the other name of the firm, mm-hmm. about the bad media and the time it's taking away from her work and yeah there you go and uh getting flack from like other um lawyers in the firm mm-hmm. it was or or just other other big people in the firm like uh, well, Bo- bob. bob bob has bob been one yeah that she had mentioned has been coming to her and wanting her job for a while yeah and so he had come and because he had handles said some... the pr right right okay. yeah and so he's been getting calls from reporters so she there is a a chapter where she had a conversation with Kent who was coming at her to get it done quickly. And then Bob comes, it's like, no, like this, I'm getting calls from reporters. This needs to go away. So hurry it up. Yeah. Which also puts a time limit on things and figuring out answers and all the, all of this. So we find out he puts the connection together that Ant's handwriting from the box of evidence he was given matches the handwriting that was on the back of the photo that was sent to him. So it he, puts him into a frenzy because he controls his temper very well. He decides he was slamming scotches. He was, God. he was totally sober for a minute right up before that. And then he got mad and he's just like, I, I drank the whole drink and I went and I poured myself two more and I just slammed him. Yeah. And then I got mad and I took another drink, like whole scotch. Drink. Right. Oh so he, he recognizes the handwriting and decides to, not only steal Rebecca's car, but violate his house arrest parole and leaves the property to go to <laughs> go to the office and accuse Anne and confront her for what she has done. He does all this at a high speed, too. So, like 100 miles per hour, I think yeah. they say. Didn't he even say, like, he's like, I just don't even care. Yeah. I'm like, I'm just seeing red. I don't care. Mm-hmm. So stupid. So stupid. So while he's doing this, Sarah realizes that she does not have enough evidence for this case, to win this case. So she invites the DA over to kind of let him do, try and convince him to do the job for her. Make him think that she has more than what she does, and maybe he's curious to who the third set of DNA is, because that's what she's banking on at this point. We have to figure out who it is so we can build the case around that. So while she's in a meeting with the DA, like plucking at his curiosity, all of a sudden she hears a scream from the lobby. And guess who shows up at the office? Freaking Adam. Pointing fingers. Running at people. (laughs) Scaring Ann. Jeez. Jeez. So all this happens, and all of a sudden he gets punched in the face. Shocker! He gets his ass kicked a lot in this book. Yeah, it's well deserved though. And that was <clears throat> who? Who did that? Bob. Was I it think. Bob? Oh, yeah, so, it was Bob. Yeah, not to backtrack, but um, some of the information that what was her name? Rachel. I'm just pulling Rebecca. 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 Yeah, you know Rachel. Uh, 
So, sorry. Rebecca brings Adam information about Greg Miller's brother and a couple other family members. In the area. Yeah, so the one that he was focused on was the brother, Nick Miller. Yep. Nicholas Robert Miller. Mm -hmm. So he is, uh, Adam has confronted now Anne Mm -hmm. at the law firm. And Anne is standing next to someone. And he goes, I swear, I swear I've seen that face. He goes, I swear I've seen that face before. Where have I seen that face? And uh, Anne is standing next to Bob. Yes. Yes. Anne is standing next to Bob. Well, and so he, and then Adam is there, and then sure enough, he left property, so police show up. And then at this point, Sheriff Stevens walks in, and then comes in Marcus and Officer Summers. And I was like, wasn't he suspended? Exactly. (laughs) Why are you here? I literally stopped and looked at Nick. I was like, why is he here? I thought that he was like, he was on break for a while. It hasn't been that long since they suspended him. So why, why is he back working? Well, and even if he was back working for some reason, why are you here with this guy? Inappropriate. It's such a conflict of interest. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So they wrestle Adam to the ground, handcuff him. And then all of a sudden, Adam looks at Bob and goes, I have an epiphany. You. You. (laughs) And turns out, Bob. Is short for Robert. Is Nicholas Robert Miller, the brother. Of the previous husband. That I did not see coming. No. I did not see that one coming. I didn't either. Did you? Yes. So, so look, look, look. <laughs> quiet I'm, guy sky over there. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. This exact moment is the point that this book lost me. Mm. I, You know what? I feel you. Yeah. Because it's just too too many coincidences. Well, it's, just it's, that's 100%. Well, this well, is, yeah. This well, is the chapter that I was talking about where she calls him Officer Summers, Officer Summers, and then suddenly it's Deputy Summers. Right. Maybe they brought him back on with a promotion. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, hey, good job. That guy deserved it. You des- you you deserve a pay raise. You were reading this to me, and I kind of like I I was making food at the time, and I was kind of like spacing out because I was. Well, it did get it did get a little drawn out in my opinion because. Anne is there, and she does admit to writing the letter. She's like, yes, I went to the lake house. I saw them together, and I, but I couldn't tell you, Sarah. So I tried to get him to tell you himself. So she does admit to that. Doesn't Says she didn't kill Kelly, but admits to the photo. And then Nicholas Miller is like, Bob. He's like, yes, that is my brother. That's it, though. And then they take him down, and... They do these interviews with them, and I thought the interview process between the two of them was very boring. Yeah, I agree. I was not a fan of the interrogations or the no. questioning between the two of them because it didn't get us anywhere. Yeah. I I think up to this point, I enjoyed this book because it was just like this constant, you know, trying to figure out who, who mm-hmm. did it. And by the time we get to the Ann and Bob section where they're like, well, you're Jenna's dead husband's brother. I was like, of course you are. Yeah, exactly. Have you ever seen uh, Murder on the Orient Express? No. 
Okay, so it's literally a big group of people. Someone dies, and there's this investigator on the train, and he's trying to figure out who did it. And literally every single person that's on that train is connected in some way by the end of the movie. And that's how I felt with this book. I, like, well, I mean, what is it? It's, uh, what's the game? Seven ways to Kevin Bacon or whatever. Oh, yeah. Seven, yeah. seven degrees seven of degrees. There you go. Yeah. Seven ways to Kevin Bacon? What? It's seven, a thing. It's, it's a serious thing. Like, you can start with, like, an actor oh, or something like that. Yeah, and you get it all leads back to Kevin Bacon. No, it's I, a thing. I know the, the degrees of separation. It was just I've never heard the phrase seven ways to Kevin Bacon before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we play, it, we play it at work Bacon all the time. And, Kevin Bacon and Tremors. Mm. <laughs> you and Tremors, man. Yeah. That's a... But we play that game at work all the time. It's like, oh, so if I start with this celebrity, this celebrity was in a movie with this person who was in a show with this person who knows Kevin Bacon. Start he, with yourself and get to Kevin Bacon. Dude, I probably could. Probably could. I mean, you know everybody. I bet you could. I probably could. <laughs> I went to Chicago's C2E2 and met Chandler Riggs from The Walking Dead, and he was in a show with so-and-so who was in a movie with Kevin Bacon. Yep. It's all done. three degrees. You don't even need seven sometimes. Oh, my gosh. But, but that's how I felt with this. Yeah. I, I, it just completely lost me at this point. I, I, was, I was ready for Adam just to be, just to be put down. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I hate to say it, the dude was a piece of shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah, yeah. I was like, even if they don't figure out who actually did this, he's who just, cares? He's just still go to jail, yeah. yeah this guy's so. such an idiot that he's making it look like he did it. So It, it, it was right after, um, so those interviews with Ann and Bob <clears throat> that like, I thought the interviews were hot garbage. They didn't learn anything. Yeah, exactly. They, they learned that Anne is. Yeah, she left the picture. Anne left the picture. Great. Mm-hmm. Did she do it? No, she doesn't got the balls. Yeah. Like that's essentially what they said too. Yeah. Well, the thing is, is she also kind of had a great alibi with Sarah, though, too, right? Yeah. She's like, we well, we were out drinking, so there was no way I was here. Yeah. And I mean that's that's kind of just where they leave it. And they're like, yep. yeah, you're right. And Sarah's here to back you up, so mm-hmm. you're you're off scot free. And then they don't even question freaking Bob. No, they, he, yeah. no, because Steve is just a douchebag. He just kept going, huh? So you've got a dead brother? Oh, you you've got a dead brother. Your brother's dead. You got a dead brother. Let's keep <laughs> poking the bear with that <laughs> Until one. He got upset and was like, okay, I'm done. <laughs> like, and then yeah, right after that, it's like. What's the next chapter? Adam. So I've been sitting here for a minute. <laughs> and um, no one's come around. <clears throat> uh, I kind of peek outside and oh, no one's there. Okay, so, so before this happens, though, who do you think did it? Deputy Hudson it was my best guess at this point because we pretty much confirmed that it wasn't Anne. Okay, it was Hudson. did you, Marcus, Marcus. Okay, yeah. did you think... That so, who you think killed her at this point? Do you also think that is the same person that left the third set of DNA? Because at this point, I think it's different people. I think at this point, I'm. I kind of was like, I I would imagine that they're one and the same. Okay. Okay, because I we had talked. I thought that Marcus was the third set of DNA, 
Right. But that's kind of where I was going with it. Yeah, but I I was still still suspicious of Sarah. I don't know why. I just don't trust her. I don't trust her. But I didn't at this point I didn't think she did it by herself. So I thought it was her and Scott that did it. But I thought that Marcus was a third set and she was just seeing him on the side. Hmm. But I was I thought it was Sarah and Scott. Jess? See, I felt still thought it was uh Sheriff Stevens. I mean, I I was still one hundred percent set on Stevens was the DNA, but I was like leaning toward he was also the killer at mm-hmm. that point. Just because of how like weird and flip back and forth and flighty he seemed to be and it's just like one moment he was wanting to be personal and the next moment he wanted to be professional and then and then Sarah would make a comment about trying to figure out that third set of DNA and he would like get all closed off and 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 then like leave or whatever and I'm just like hmm, well that that's you <laughs> so yeah Nick, who do you think it was? Um, that's going to be a 100% on Sussy Baca, Sheriff Stevens. <laughs> Didn't trust that. Did you think he was also the third set of DNA? Oh, that's what I'm saying. You thought I, thought the, I thought the question was... DNA uh, and killer? Oh, killer. Um, <sighs> I, I think at that point, I was still... I, I, I thought Anne kind of seemed like she was playing meek mm. and i was like mm, maybe it could still be her um i didn't feel any way toward bob so i think i was i was uh flip-flopping between ann and uh sheriff stevens hmm. I, i'm i'm gonna be honest at this point i was so unin uninvested in the story you're just waiting I, I was just like i just hope adam did it i hope he got blackout drunk didn't realize what he was doing and that's that and stabbed mm. him 37 times in the chest maybe he you know who knows we all do weird things yeah he's talking about kinky stuff and i mean you know who's saying knife play wasn't a thing <laughs> everyone has their kinks we don't kink shame no we don't here on a kebab but anyway, maybe you shouldn't kill your partner, though. But whatever. That's just personal suggestion. So uh, what Did happened? Sorry. Oh, nothing. No, nothing. 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 Well, you were going to add on to maybe you shouldn't kill your partner. Do no, you I was just going to say. Did, <laughs> do you feel did, otherwise? Did, no, <laughs> did nobody else get the, the, the stabbing um, reference whatsoever? feel like you earlier when nobody else got your reference. Mine was to llamas with hats. Oh. Carl, Carl, that kills people. That kills people. Uh, I know Candy Mountain. I don't I don't know any llamas with hats. So the same people. It might be. YouTube uh, mm. video? I think it I think it is the same people. It is the same, yeah. Is it? It's yeah, the same video. Llamas with hats it's, and it, it's, it's Charlie a, the it's Unicorn. Back here. Yeah. Like, it, it's can, a very old video. <laughs> I don't That's know okay, what the you're hell you guys yeah. are talking about. Okay, so. never mind. <laughs> Weird tangent. Weird tangent. Uh, so, yeah, what happened next? Uh, We're just nearing the end of the book at this point. So, Adam's sitting in the interrogation room. No one has come to him for a minute. But 
but someone left the door ajar. Well, oh. yeah. Officer Deputy Summers oh, yeah. left the door open. Oh. He comes and has another conversation with Adam. He's like, well, I don't think you really did it. <sighs> yeah, and he's like, what information? I don't get him. He's like, what information did you get? What What did you? What else did you find out? Where? Yeah, you know, yet another situation where Summers should Stupid not be. unprofessional. Where he is. Because he also, earlier in the book, went and saw him when he was in jail. Mm-hmm. In the county jail. Went and talked to him about his dead wife. Yep. And now again, tell me what you know. I'm your only chance. Who have you been working with? Oh, Rebecca? Okay. Yeah. And then he leaves and leaves the, the door open. Yeah. So Adam's like, oh, well, the door's open. I'm going to peek out. I'm going to freaking run. Yeah, dude. Way to, way to cover yourself. You're doing yeah. a great job. It's he like, didn't even run. He like, he just walked out. <laughs> he casually walked out of there and he like peeked around the corner and he was like, Oh, ah, that bitch Marge isn't there. <laughs> yeah. Which is also was one of my favorite Sarah lines when she's like, fuck off Marge. Yeah. Dude, that was the whole, like the whole time she was reading this. She'd like talk about Marge, and I was like, that fucking bitch, Marge. <laughs> well, and then we did get a little like snippet of Sarah's past when she's in the lobby with Math, not Matthew. Yeah, Matthew is there, mm-hmm. and Bob are there for their questioning, and then Eleanor walks in. Yes. And so <laughs> she just like caps off at Eleanor and goes, you know what? You would do everyone a favor if you just killed yourself, like my mother. Yeah, yeah, because Eleanor is like, saying essentially the apple doesn't fall from the tree Mm -hmm. you're you know as shitty as your own mom was essentially and we've been getting hints about her about sarah's past throughout this book yeah but nothing's ever been said about what happened like why sarah doesn't want kids like adam has adam has told eleanor well you know why you know what she went through Mm -hmm. and then this comes up to where eleanor like you said says well just like your mom yeah and so sarah sarah's like Wow, you know, the best thing that you could do as a mother is do the same thing that mine did and kill yourself. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. It's like, okay, getting a little deeper. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so Eleanor but slaps I mean, the shit out of her. She's been a raging bitch yeah. to her every encounter this entire time. Mm-hmm. So, like, yeah, you know, harsh words, but don't blame her. Yeah. But Eleanor does slap the shit out of her. Yeah. Like, Cuts her with a ring and everything. Yeah. So, I mean, and which does come into play later, but I've been, like, this entire book, we get little snippets of something happened to Sarah in her past, what happened in her past, and they never tell you mm-hmm. until you're literally at the very end. So, I was kind of like, hmm, okay. Well, when Adam walks out of the police station, <laughs> he obviously doesn't have his phone he's wearing this orange jumpsuit because he is in jail and no one is suspicious or calls anybody but whatever so he goes and he sleeps in the woods for a night has like this whole weird mental conversation with himself about and with bugs the ants becoming one with the ants i was so so mad that he called himself ant adam (laughs) to the one ant he's like (laughs) I would be one of you. I would be Aunt Adam. Yeah. I'm like, no, call yourself Adam Aunt. It's, you know, oh, I was thinking Uncle Adam. No, Hanna-Barbera show. Mm-mm. No. You guys are fetuses. <laughs> <laughs> but eventually finds his way to this rest stop. 
sneaks into this car, this unlocked car. Well, the window is open. It was so a he semi. Had, yeah. Steals these clothes, gets caught, <laughs> and then runs back into this field, changes clothes, then goes into a gas station, looks at a map, figure out, figures out where he's at, and then convinces the cashier to let him use his phone. Yeah, that's gonna be five bucks. Well, and I thought this whole—did he not have cuffs? Does he? Was he still not wearing his ankle monitor? No, he. Yeah, so he he's was taken off house arrest. I don't. Once he's back in the police station, they probably yeah. take off that. Yeah, monitor. they took they took off the monitor. They never said that though. They right. didn't say a lot of things in this book. To be fair, <laughs> they took off the ankle monitor, put him in the orange jumpsuit. He was not cuffed. Terrible police work but, all around. But I thought that. At one point, because he, fl- maybe I'm thinking of later in the book, like after he goes back to jail. Because I thought after he fled house arrest, they handcuffed. No, I think that that was after he fled the police station where he's handcuffed at the ankles, yes. the arms, and then he's handcuffed to a table. Exactly. But I thought he was yeah. handcuffed to a table after he fled his house. No. I don't know. I think it could have been just, like a left eye, right eye sort of thing. I they don't just freaking uncuffed know. him and threw him in the interrogation room because those You're doors like, are supposed to be locked. Hey, you better not go anywhere, Mister. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. They gave like him he a was all house finger shit. He <laughs> obviously was already a flight risk. He fled his house. Yeah, that I, just it makes bad no police sense. work. Yeah, but anyway, so he who did he call first? He called Sarah twice. She didn't answer, right? And then he called. Did no, he, he call called her? Rebecca twice. Yeah, he, he called, called Rebecca, Rebecca twice. And she didn't answer. So then, then he, he called, called his mom. Eleanor, yeah. And she answered and was just like, yes, whatever you need, my sweet baby boy. You're the perfect angel. You don't deserve to be in prison. Blah, blah, yeah. blah. Gosh, I can't stand her. She's Mm-mm. so annoying. I hate it every time you said sweet baby boy because <laughs> we say that in our house. But like, ironically. Yeah. Like, I'm just a sweet baby boy and... Like, hearing you read that is what the mom's saying. I'm like, oh, it's kind of gross. Yeah. But he gets a hold of his mom and tells her that he's going to come to her hotel and that he needs cash, whatever. And she's like, oh, yeah, okay. Just come when you can. But he doesn't even go there. He gets the map and he goes to Rebecca's house. He figures out where she lives and goes to her house. Yeah, somehow. Like, how does how does he figure that out from where he is just in the middle of nowhere? How does he figure out exactly well, where she's I don't at? Remember I mean, her I ever, map, but, like, but I don't remember her ever saying what neighborhood she lived in. Exactly. Do yeah. you? Yet again, here we are. Plot holes. Hitting these, these major plot points and not having anything to back it up. And this happens very, very consistently throughout this book. And I'll, I'll say, so he was heavily drunk. So a lot of his chapters were, you know, you're hearing his side of the story, he would say stuff where he's like, oh, I don't even remember what, like, <laughs> I'm sorry. Guzzle, we... guzzle, sky. <laughs> he, he had said something about like, oh, I don't even remember these, uh, these phone numbers I called because I was drunk. I hope I called these ones. So I'm wondering if maybe, and I'm not trying to like give the author, um, what? Cutter slack. Yeah. But maybe she had 
said her address at one point, but he was too hopped up on scotch to... So, how would he remember it later? Well, I don't know. You tell me stuff all the time. (laughs) (laughs) And then I remember three days later. Are we fighting right now? I think so. (laughs) How do you feel about getting stabbed 37 times? Listeners aren't going to like that comment. So he finds her house. (laughs) Cut cut it all. And um, knocks on her door a few times because she doesn't answer at first, right? Oh, yeah, and he's trying not to, like, he's looking around making sure, like, no one's seeing that he's there. Oh, he knocked. Like, he continued to knock. He didn't stop. Oh, okay. She had said that he had, like, knocked for, like, a full minute. Right. Before he went in. But then... She answers the door in a towel. I thought that was so unnecessary. And then the weird, like, how he, like, brought her in for a hug. It was so gross. It was so gross about it. I did not like it. I did not like it. And the whole, I'm not going to let anything happen to you. It's going to be okay. Don't be scared. Like. Fucking weird. You don't even know her. Yes. This kiss kiss is just to calm you down. I'm just trying to make you feel comfortable. She took your class at her community college last year, meaning she's like, what, late teens, early 20s? Gross. Ew. Ew, ew, ew. No. You know how many times I've come to Skylar with an issue and he hasn't kissed me to calm me down? Let's talk about that, Skylar. No, let's talk about it, Nick. No, no. Let's stay on. Let's stay on subject. <laughs> it's just. It was very weird to me, and I was very grossed out, yeah. and it gave me goosebumps. I didn't like it. But she had actually called the police because she didn't know who it was at her door before he came in. Which I'm wondering if you're that scared by someone pounding on your door, why would you answer it? Especially in a towel. Right. Like what? Like it makes you call the cops. Why would you answer the door? Well, we assume she wasn't home alone, right? Because doesn't the police show up and rearrest Adam? And doesn't he say he sees somebody like crawling around in the shrubbery in the in her backyard? Well, she says that she's had someone watching her. Yeah. So I assume that's who it was. Whoever this person was that she believed was watching her. Yeah. Yeah, but do no, we believe shit. her, or do we believe that maybe she was sleeping with Officer Summers? Not Summers. Yeah. Yeah. Summers. Well, at the time, I didn't. I mean, it was just, it, it was one of those thoughts that ran through my head while this was going on is because we figure out that Scott hired her. It does be, come out later. To do PI work. But and, when the scene uh, is happening, I didn't think that. I thought that was just like whoever was watching her. Like Scott had hired somebody because at that point, Scott was the only one that knew Adam was working with Rebecca outside of Sarah and Anne. Yeah, when when we saw that somebody was rolling around in the backyard or whatever, sneaking around back there, I was like, man, Officer Summers got there quick Mm -hmm. (laughs) after Adam told him not that long ago. Yeah, but it made me more suspicious of Scott because I was like, well, Adam just gave him all this information. Rebecca is now a loose end who's working on this case and trying to figure out all these things. Yep. So maybe Scott is trying to tie that one up too. And yeah. this is just kind of a hiccup because Adam showed up. That was my thought too. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. I, n- I never thought it was 
Officer Deputy Summers. <laughs> I, it just it, it, he never came off to me as the the murderer in this whole thing. I thought it would have been at the beginning. Yeah, you for know, sure. I thought it would have been way too obvious. Yeah, it's always because everything's always the the spouse did it. Yeah. So I thought it was him, and then I changed my. Oh, I changed my outlook, and I was like, "There's no way." Yeah. So we're mm-hmm. getting getting even closer to the end of this book and figuring out who it was. This is why I didn't think it was just one person because Scott knew something was going on. He probably confronted Sarah, and so they did something about it because they were pissed off at their spouses. Well, so I. Th- there was a. Uh, the first interaction that Scott had had with Adam and he like cried on command and whatnot. And he was like yeah. so upset and whatnot. And I was like, he is, he is a police officer. He's not an actor. Like he, he can't cry on, de- on demand. Like you give me 15 minutes. I can make it happen. I'm not an actor. I can cry on command. And I'm saying you give me 15 minutes and access to a YouTube video. About Naruto, I can make it <laughs> Saw that one coming. But, like, he felt, like, genuine emotion and whatnot. And I was like, oh, I don't think he could do it. I don't think it's Scott. He's okay. sus, though. Listen, though. Listen, Linda. Okay? You can it's still... go for it, You are allowed to feel more than one emotion. Sarah's pissed off at her husband, but yet still has these emotions of loving him and reminders of what the past could be hell they almost had sex in the freaking kitchen because she was going back to what they used to be and how much she actually does love him but of course she's pissed off because he cheated now he's accused of murder and no one knows what's going on you can feel more than one emotion he could have killed her and still be upset about how it all went down i'm just saying i don't think you can rule it out at this point all right. I had him rule out. Hundred percent. I didn't think he did it. So and I'm I'm kind of right with Nick in this one. I think I think the way that he showed his grief just pointed me away from him completely. And I mean, you know, yeah, I'm not a police investigator or anything like that. So you're, I, not, you're not an officer deputy. I'm not officer <laughs> deputy Golden. No, but I mean it. That sounds good, though. Just everything up to this point made me really believe that he had nothing to do with this. And at the end of this book, I didn't know. And yeah. that that bugs the crap out of me because I like solving things as I'm you know, going through it. And this is one of the few times where I've just been completely stumped with no idea where this was going. wrap up the the end and figure out who did it so they get to the trial right it's trial day they they they, yeah so they take adam back in and yes he gets arrested he's done so so we get to the trial and adam comes in looking his best eleanor is obviously there everyone we've met is there Mm -hmm. okay literally sarah gets up does this great opening speech Trying to give sympathy. Even points out the fact that she's defending her own husband. Yeah. States that. Oh, prior to, she got um, 
right before the trial. She got the uh, results for the third oh, set of DNA. DNA. Oh, yeah. She and, asked Matthew to look into that. And did she reveal it? No. No, she did not. Mm-mm. No. She just said, oh, it's a match. I, I knew it. I knew. Well, was. because she asked him to get it in a way that was not legal. Right. So and it wasn't so going to be something she could use yeah. in the right. trial anyway. She just wanted yeah. to know. I know, but I wanted her to say it, and I was pissed when she didn't. <laughs> right. Yeah. So he gets to the trial, and during her opening statement, she really pulls that sympathy card. Yeah. Like, you know, yes, I'm pissed that I'm mad at him that he cheated, but he did not do this. I know that for a fact. I know that for a fact. These are the facts that I know. He did not do this. All these things, right? And then all of a sudden, this cuts to the trial's over. They're waiting for the verdict to come in, which could take some time, like weeks, they say. Yeah. But it's back way sooner than they thought, like within two days. Yeah. Super fast. Super fast, which is not, it's either very good or it's very bad. Yep. So... They come in to the courtroom. The four person um, comes up and the judge asks them to, how does the jury find the defendant? And then it just cuts off. End scene. Pissed. I was waiting then for the next chapter to start up with the verdict. Right. And the next chapter starts 11 years later. Yes. Hate it. I was so upset. I mean, I, I, I knew as skips. soon as I saw that that I was like, I mean, oh. you find out within the first couple sentences yeah. that he is found guilty mm-hmm. and he has been in prison this entire time. Yes. So jump to 11 years later. It is execution day. He did get served the death penalty. So he is going out through lethal injection. Maximum sentence. Yes. So Sarah comes. It is, it's her perspective, isn't it? Oh, we get two two perspectives yes. 11 years later. It starts with hers. Yes. So she comes in on his execution day to say her goodbyes, makes this little small comment about how she's getting married tomorrow. Not to, She didn't tell him. No. She, she, was, never, she never divorced him. Because, because he, he refused. refused. Yes. Yep. And she, because she could not. Get him off, you know, like. Yeah, she couldn't yeah. prove his innocence through the trial. She didn't. She fight decided it. to let it go. And because today was execution day, tomorrow she'd be able to get married because she'd be a widow. Right. Mm-hmm. Quote. Yeah. So she goes in and she's allowed to see him before his execution because she was the attorney in his case. And she gets 10 minutes. And it is a weird 10 minutes. It is a weird 10 minutes. They talk about what they could have been, but then it's also very standoffish because obviously she hasn't been to see him in 10 years. Stop seeing and writing him like six months to a year after he got convicted. She seems very uncomfortable to be there and like she does not want to be there. She's just doing it for formality's sake. Right. And he's very surprised that she even showed up. And is like, like emotional. Right. Very happy. Yes. Like to see her, but emotional. Yes. Thinks that this means. Yeah. Thinks that this means she still loves him, still Mm -hmm. has feelings for him. But I feel like she's saying all of these things to him out of a formality. Like Mm. I've recited these things for years. I'm just saying these things because he's dying today. So, and then she does this weird hand squeeze. I don't know if that's the like time 
Because she, like, squeezes his hand right on every minute. Yeah. So I think it's, like, the countdown for her. Like, okay, just get through, like, five more minutes, four more minutes, three more minutes. Exactly. So, yeah, I don't know. I really don't know why she decided to go. A closure for her? Is that what she said? No, 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 no. Hmm. She wanted to. She came she to say. To, oh, she what wanted. She had to say. Yes, she wanted him. She wanted herself to be the last thought that he had. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it was a whole big f you moment. Mm-hmm. Look what I did. Well, yeah, because how? <sighs> what's what's she say? The last minute happens. She's getting ready to walk she out. She leans over and whispers in his ear. No, I'm, she gets a real creepy ass smile yeah. on her face. And she says, I know for a fact you didn't do it. I know for a fact it wasn't you. And then gets the weird creepy smile on right. her face. Right. And then so he's like, well, what does that mean? What do you mean you know that it wasn't me? And then she just smiles as she's walking and out leaves. the door. And he has no idea what she was talking about. And he freaks the fuck out and is like, Yelling about it, thinking that she had extra evidence or whatever. Or if he, yeah, because he did ask her, like, did you ever continue looking? Did you ever find out? And she said, why are you thinking about that right now? And he's like, what do you mean? You just, you weren't curious as to who actually did it? Yeah. So, flash forward. Adam's on the table. Strapped down. Strapped down. And he has his final epiphany. Yeah. And he realizes that it's Sarah, and it's always been Sarah. And then he screams and dies. <laughs> yeah. Till death do we part, babe. Shit. And I was <clears throat> so <coughs> mad. At well, wait. We're, we're not even quite Ooh. done. We got, like, the last half of the chapter, because she leaves his lethal injection, you know, gives gives the you know, like, little condolence even to Eleanor, gives a slight, like, head nod to um, Kelly's parents. parents. And then she leaves and goes and gets in the car in the parking lot with with Bob, Mm -hmm. her soon-to-be husband. Nick Miller, Nick Miller. And they're... Eight-year-old daughter named Summer. Summer. So I was like, "Why would you do that?" Like, I was like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" <laughs> so bizarre. Well, and then she goes in to talk about how her mom, who we knew had passed away and committed suicide, so we find out that she found she her mom. A lot of yeah, she. So when her mom had died. After her pe- dad passed away, which did we ever find out how her dad died? It was I a heart attack, I thought, wasn't it? Yeah. Something like that. So he was the breadwinner of the family. Mom, after that, couldn't keep down a job because she got into this big spiral of drug addiction. So they had no money. All the money they did have was being used on drugs. Sarah was a teenager working 40 hours a week trying to support them. Yep. They're living in these crappy hotel rooms. And all of a sudden, one day, Sarah comes back to the hotel room and finds her mom on the floor with needles in her arm. That's what we had found out. But then it turns out there are four needles in her arm. When Sarah initially found her, there was only one, and she was the one that stuck in the other three to kill her own mom. Yep. 
So wasn't even a this wasn't a first. And she goes, "Well, she was killing herself every day anyway. I just sped up the process." Yep. Like, oh, okay, girl, you got experience in this. And she goes into detail about how she ended up killing Kelly. Bob was the one that initially found out about it and came to her wanting to ruin Kelly's life and thought they could work together. So they just up and decided, let's kill Kelly and frame Adam. Yep. And instead of bringing other people into it, Sarah goes, well, if you want something done right... Gotta do it yourself. Yeah. She said, bitch, this ain't my first time. And then explains how she laid a tarp down over Adam yeah. after they had she had drugged them and just goes ahead and starts killing Kelly. And she's like, I knew that he was out and drugged up because he didn't even flinch while I was stabbing her. Yeah. It's like popping holes in a cardboard box so the animal can breathe. Yeah. Well, she wasn't breathing though. <laughs> I was like, damn, bro. Yeah. It's a, it's a paraphrase of almost exactly what she said. Yeah. So kills her mom oh at God. 16 years old. When she's 16 years old, kills yeah. her mom. And then got everything she wanted in life, became this big hotshot lawyer, had a good husband. And then all of a sudden, he she finds out he's cheating. Now everything's not what she wanted. So let, let's just, you know, kill the mistress and frame the husband. Now I have everything I want. And I, I t- intend to keep it that way. And then we also found out, finally, that the third set of DNA was Sheriff Stevens. Mm -hmm. Sussy. Sheriff Sussy Baca. I called it. I knew it. I didn't believe him. I didn't trust him. Yeah, same. So, so many up, up and down roller coaster rides. So how did you feel about the ending, Skylar? disinterested huh were you so very mad i was not happy i just i could tell from your face i let's be real the reason i like whodunits is because you get pointed in certain directions throughout the whole book and or movie or whatever your media intake is on these and there's always at least one or two little clues that point you in the right direction, even if it's somebody you least expect. Along the 50 other clues for everybody else that it could be. Never once did they point at Sarah and say, hey, look at her. Yep. Not once whatsoever were we giving given any inclination that it could have been her in the words in the book. And, Nothing. you know, now that now that we're going back over it and we're, you know, we're kind of picking apart some of the details, there are these very minute, minute. <laughs> minute things that stick out, like her being like, oh, well, did you check the liquor bottle for drugs? Or, you know, just these little, little small things that you're like, well, yeah, why would she think of doing that at that point in time? I thought that was a valid question at the time. Well, it's one of those things where, like, if you reread it, you would be like, well, in in what points of the start of the book up to, like, this, these things you're finding out where Sarah's starting to, like, kind of freak out because things aren't going her, her way, quote-unquote, that she knows, yes, there is roof and all. 
And but she, but she also like, had the report in her hands. She read the report before walking into that house, and they tested Kelly for the drugs. So, I mean, it's not out of the question that she'd be like, oh, well, here's the report that says she's got whatever the drug was in her system. Well, did you guys test the liquor? Because obviously she had a BAC of 0.15 or whatever. And then, oh, yeah, that's a good idea. So it it takes something that you're like, well, that's kind of odd, but then immediately flips it and you're like, well, she is the top criminal defense, defense lawyer in D.C. So th- there was just no point at until the end of this book that I was like, yeah, it was Sarah. Mm-hmm. And it, it bugged the crap out of me. I hated, I know I wasn't asked, um, <laughs> I hated that it was the spouse. It, um, it's so easy. And it's exactly why I didn't believe it was a spouse, because everyone goes, oh, it's always a spouse. And I was like, nah, not this time. She's taken this case. It ain't the damn spouse. I'm looking at your ass, and you, you look you look guilty for this. There's one scene where they're talking about some like some DNA or something, and you drop your briefcase. I was like, you're looking sus. Uh, Deputy Marcus, you're a whole dick. You, and if it's two people, if it's two people who are working in cahoots, I'm looking at Anne and Marcus. Marcus is that third set of DNA. And all the while, I'm like, no, it's for sure Sheriff Stevens is the third set of DNA. But I'm like, if I'm looking at two people working together, I hated Marcus. And Anne was obsessed with Sarah. So I was like, he's or she's going to get rid of Kelly for sure. Right. Mm-hmm. I agree. So I was looking at the two of them. Jess, why don't you go ahead? With? Just your opinions on the end of this book. I mean, I was along the same lines as you. Um, I know that we very briefly discussed it when we both finished the book nearly at the same time, and we were like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, just because of the the lack of any inclination for it to be Sarah whatsoever that, that we, I mean, we have the same prerogative there that it's like, I, I want my whodunit to, to have at least a little hint of something toward the, the actual person that did it, it for me to be able to guess and possibly guess correctly. Um, I was like, there was even a point, um, I don't remember when it was. It, it was after um, Anne and Bob went down to the station after the whole altercation. And um, Sarah was back in her office just sitting there looking out of the landscape. And Bob came in and they were just making a little bit of small talk. And um, Sarah apologizes for how the sheriff handled his discussion and and her inner monologue was something along the lines of 
you know, Bob's face softened and he, he never is soft around me. And this is just kind of weird. And like, I don't, you know, I don't get why he's being so understanding or whatever. And like, this is her inner monologue. And so I'm, you know, we get to the end and we find this out and I'm thinking like, there would have been a good point. Like, why, why would you have had that, um, you know, write that inner monologue for her? Because it, it obviously isn't accurate. Like, if they are working together, that is obviously not what she is thinking about this guy. So it it was just written to throw off the reader and didn't make sense. So that's kind of where I was at there, along with the, what the fuck you named your kid Summer. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, so that's kind of where I was at. I, I was at a point where I'm like, I really enjoyed the book for the most part for like two thirds, three quarters of it. Um got a little bit tedious at the tail end and then the who did it like I did like the scene that we you know and that it was written in the way that we found out who did it I like I liked how the scene was written but who actually did it was not a fan of finding that out all right Amanda give us your opinion that doesn't match any of ours especially because you were right in a sense dude she called this thing out the entirety of the book and I was like no there's no way okay but I think that because I agree like there was no points like pointing to Sarah like maybe it was Sarah I think the only reason I thought it was Sarah because it wasn't the obvious choice and I think that you saying like well it's always a spouse like yes you always look at the spouse however this book was written from the point of view of the spouse so of course you're not going to think that she did it so I think that's why I thought that maybe she did do it. I fought her the entirety <laughs> of the book. And then when she like read that paragraph, she just set me middle fingers. <laughs> and I was like, dang it. <laughs> See, but I'm, I'm with Jess on this point is, you know, a lot of this book focuses on the thoughts that are running through these two characters' heads. So at some point, you would think while Sarah's thinking, she'd be like, Whoosh. I killed that lady because it's in her head. She's thinking it to herself, not, oh, Bob, Bob has never been nice to me before. You know what I'm saying? Well, I mean, obviously they wouldn't say something as obvious as, oh, I, I, it was me. I killed her. You know? Yeah, but it, why write it the other exactly. way? Don't write it just to throw the reader off when it doesn't make sense for it to be the thought of that person. Right. Sorry, man, I continue. Yeah. No, no, like I agree. But I think my thought process is what is the most out of box person that it could be? Yeah. Because I didn't think it was going to be an obvious choice. So I was like, you know what? I was going to throw this out there. I think it's Sarah. She's definitely got motive. Mm-hmm. Definitely got a reason to be pissed off. So I was like, you know what? I think it's her. And I just kind of rolled with it. And then things like towards the end, I was like, hmm, yeah. I don't know who else it would be right now. So I still think it's Sarah. I still think it's Sarah. Dude, and then yeah, you went you went not obvious because you're like hearing her perspective but obvious. Is because it, it's always obviously the spouse. Yeah, but I think because it was written in her view, exactly. you felt sorry for her. And I didn't I was like, no, it's Yeah. It and can't I felt be. and I did feel like she was very glossed over when you know, Kelly was found and they're trying to establish an initial list of suspects because 
she was, you know, she was the wife of the person who's being accused, but then all of a sudden she's a lawyer. So then she's, Mm -hmm. everyone has to be professional towards her and give her the evidence she's looking for because she's building this case. So I felt like she was just overlooked because of the job she was doing, which was the intention all along. Mm-hmm. So I think it played in her favor because, like was said at the end, she's always in control. She always has a plan in motion. There's always an ulterior, ulterior motive, always something going on in her head so she can be in control. So I think that's why I thought it was her from like halfway through on. Mm-hmm. And I got lucky. I did not see the whole Bob thing coming. That I did not expect of them actually being a couple. Yeah. So... All right, guys. Well, there it is. That is the uh, the perfect marriage. Far from it, actually. So, um, in true court fashion, we're gonna rate it on a scale of one to five. So, Nick, since you're the guest, you get to start. Oh, I was gonna cheat off of you guys. <laughs> kind of go nope. mi- middle of the road. Um, I will give. The first half of three, the last half of two. Whoa, whoa, so, whoa. An overall of what? Uh, two. <laughs> it's going to be a two. An even two. I'm not going to give it a middle of the road. I'm going to give it a two. Two, two uh, for me, dog. Yeah, it was <laughs> uh, easy, easy chapters. Um, I guess overall, like, it's, it's quick read. Um. It's not god awful. Um, All right. It's not fantastic. It's mm. a two. All right. You're a I've, hard grader. I've, I've I've read Little Critter. <laughs> <laughs> Throw it back. You want a good ass story? Mercer Mayor, bitch. All right, Amanda. Mm, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say three point seven. Because I did enjoy it to the point where it kept me going, and I did want to keep going to figure out what was going to happen next and what evidence was coming out next. The writing was not my favorite, but I enjoyed the story. So I'm going to give it a 3.7. Not the best book I've ever read, but I did like the story. So. Sky? I'm going to give it a 2.25. I There were... Yeah, I'm going. I'm You're going. going into second decimals here. <laughs> what? I I enjoyed sections of this book. I think the last quarter of it just kind of ruined the whole thing for me. I I, I feel like the storytelling just kind of got sloppy, and um, there is no person on. I shouldn't say that. Adam would not have been that stupid throughout this whole thing, would he? I feel I feel like there it was a moment like you said Nick where it was just like, okay, how can this character get dumber? It was it, uh, she, it seemed like it, it was exaggerated yeah. how she, dumb she, yeah, he could she get. She came home and she's like, "Did you read?" and I was like, "Yeah, I read a couple chapters." She's like, "You didn't read more?" and I was like, "No. I put the damn thing down because I'm I'm pissed. Adam is doing like some stupid shit and it was when he had like just run out of the the police station. Yeah. I was like, I can't even. I'm done with them. It just, I'm, it, it, yep. it makes no sense. Yeah. How, 
how his brain works through this. And I get he's in uh, duress and, you know, all that. But nobody is that stupid, right? I'd like to hope not. No. <laughs> it, it was it was uncharacteristically, unbelievably dumb. Mm-hmm. Like, can you possibly make dumber decisions? Oh, yeah, apparently you can. Yeah. And then before you like, know, it's like, okay, here we go again. Yeah. Here we go. Yeah. Just keep just keep rolling. Yeah. Yeah. Keep snowballing. I will say, as my final piece, my favorite thing is, is he wrote his book at the end. Oh, jeez. And made a ton of money off of it and then donated it to some charity to help him try yeah. to... Um, like they look over cases, that, yeah. like hopeless cases right. or something like that, and, and they were like, "Nah." <laughs> even the charity's like, "No, you're screwed, dude." Yeah. So. So then it all went to Sarah. So thanks for your money because they were still married. <laughs> yeah. Gosh. Jessica. Uh, three point five. I enjoyed the book at the beginning. I enjoyed the first two thirds. Um, I like I said earlier, I couldn't put it down. It was it. Had me in its grip for a while, and then that last third, I, I just kind of got a little disinterested in some points, and I think a lot of it was because the stupidity of Adam mm-hmm. that just was just like, come on, again and again and again. I was just kind of over it at that point, and then the end, I liked. I did not like in general how the book was written a whole lot, like you mentioned, Amanda. I I didn't like the way that it was written in some ways, but I liked. Even though I didn't like who the killer actually was and the way, just, you know, how that ended up, I liked how the end was written. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, that's kind of where I was at. Three and a half. Cool, cool. So. Yeah. All right. Well, there it is, guys. That is the perfect (laughs) marriage. Um... All right, guys. So our next book, Jessica, what is it? Yeah, so the next book we're going to be reading is Circe by Madeline Miller. I'm very excited about this one. I am super excited about this one. It's been on my bookshelf for a minute. It's 393 pages, published in 2018. So also not that old. Do you have the genre? Is it? It's historical, historical fiction. fiction. That's mm-hmm. what I thought. So very old. Historical <laughs> fiction, fantasy, mythology. Ooh, I love all those things. <laughs> Yay. Yeah, super excited. Nick, I actually heard first heard about this book by Shane from Smosh. From Smosh, you say. <laughs> oh gosh, don't get him started. <laughs> Curly Skylar the plugs. <laughs> it's the autobiography from Cersei Lannister from Game of Thrones. <laughs> from what I understand. Oh, you mean that series that Skylar hasn't finished yet? <laughs> so anyway, Golden Mojo. <laughs> On Mondays, we have The Call Guys. Anything and everything pop culture. Tuesdays is Golden Image Podcast. They go do things, so you'll want to, as Alicia says. Okay? Wednesday is Tusop, the United States of Paranormal, everything cryptid, creepy, and paranormal. Thursdays, you have Indiana Chiefs fans. If you're a football fan, 
any football fan. I heard that it's very good. That is one I need to dive more into. And Fridays, you have the Murd Nerds. True crime podcast in all 50 states. <laughs> and on Fridays, we also release our episodes. So make A sure court to of books and booze. Check out all of the Golden Mojo Network of Podcasts because they are all awesome. Everybody does a great job. Anything else you guys want to add? What's your guys' email? Ooh, that's Ooh, a good one, yeah. This is why you're here, Nick. Good job. <laughs> you can email us at... Acabab Podcast. A-C-O-B-A-B Podcast at gmail.com. Also pronounced a kebab. <laughs> <laughs> so if you guys have any reading recommendations, you want to comment on our episodes, anything you think we should do differently, or... You just want to say hi. Yeah, you're really impressed with what we're doing. <laughs> Please reach out, email us. You can also find us at on at Facebook at. You can find us at Facebook. You can find us on YouTube. You can find us on Instagram. You can find us on TikTok. Go check us out. Yeah. We do. At Facebook is a court of B A B. And I assume Instagram is in the same thing because Facebook and Instagram are linked. No. 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 <laughs> Just look up a quart of books and booze at all those places and you'll yeah. find us. Yep. I say that's how I found yep. the page. Exactly. And if you want to listen to our podcast that releases every Friday, you can find us on anywhere you listen to your podcast. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all the things. All the all things. things. All the things. Nick, thanks for joining us, being our very first guest. Hey, anytime. Uh, I'm Nico Forbanger. You can usually find me couch surfing in my house. Uh, if you come over, I won't answer the door. Uh, if I'm not there, I'm at the <laughs> handy spot. So you're not going to pull a Rebecca and answer the door in your towel? I'll answer the door in the towel. Uh, I will immediately shut it. <laughs> <laughs> we have a ring, so he probably won't even do that, so... He'll talk through the ring. <laughs> but you did good. Yeah. Good job. Thanks for reading. Hey, I, I love to find out that you can read. Like I said before, I'm not sure if I know how to read. I've just memorized a lot of words. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to ask you, are you going to read this next book just because Shane Top has read it? <gasps> I don't know. Oh. <laughs> uh, Wow. Oh. Really? I dare you to. <laughs> Shane has read it. He's your favorite. And he loves this book. Yeah, but this is also um what I was uh, Shout out to Shane Top. No, this is the this is the thing that they talked about in fifth grade, uh health class called peer pressure. <laughs> and this book sounds a lot like cigarettes and I'm not sure if I wanna you know, <laughs> be the cool kid who also does cigarettes. I simply asked if you were going to read it because one of your favorite YouTubers re has read it before. That's where I heard about the book. It was a simple question. Yeah, but if every YouTuber in the world like jumped off a bridge, would I do it too? Probably. Probably. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Nick, thank you for joining us. It's been a lot of fun. Skylar, thank you for... Um, Existing. Just 
My God. <laughs> <laughs> look at you. Look at that look at that boy go. All right, we're cutting this off. I appreciate you, big guy. All right, guys. We'll catch you later. Read with you later. Yeah.